Welcome to Season 2 of the Development Locker Podcast, where we progress to the how, where we aim to continue your development throughout the 2021-2022 season and start to proactively prepare you for your transition come the end of the season. Over the next 12 months, we will cover a variety of topics that you, the listener, have voted for taking ownership of your own development and transitional needs and those of other academy players and graduates. This podcast is a free platform that aims to put you, the person behind the player, at the forefront of everything we do, so that we may enhance your academy experience via our guidance, advice and support on a weekly basis. Each week, we invite guests to tell us their stories, share their experiences, so that you can take on board key messages that will positively impact your future. Our objective is to cover the basics well, provide you with the additional 1% in a variety of areas and give you an opportunity to continue your lifelong development as you transition through the academy system towards fulfilling your aspirations of becoming a professional football player and living a fulfilled life after football. These are your chosen episodes. This is your interview from The Locker. This month, we turn our attention to the eating and drinking habits of academy players. In the first offering of our triple header, we focus on training day. What you consume prior to and on the day of your training. We welcome back our resident experts when it comes to all things nutrition. Emmy, who works closely with Halifax Town, as well as other sporting organisations. And we welcome back Owen, who heads up the nutrition offering at both Crew and West Brom, respectively. Over the next 40 minutes, we nail down the essentials when it comes to preparing for training and fueling your body on the day. So, for those of you who are still grabbing whatever's in the cupboard, and even for those of you who already have your intake boxed off, you will get some great advice from our guests. And, as always, some great take-home messages to put into practice to improve your future training performances. This is the next edition of Interviews from the Locker. Welcome back one and all. So this month we're going to cover nutrition and I'm very happy to say we've got both Emmy and Owen who have uh, happily returned. You may remember them from season one. So they've come back to season two to give you a bit more in-depth on nutrition. So welcome Emmy and Owen, you okay? Yes, good, thank you. Yourself? Yes, not too bad. You okay, Emmy? Yeah, yeah, all good. Good to be back. Good. Right, well, Without further ado, let's get right into the nitty-gritty and kick off with the first question. So I'm going to ask you, Owen, the first one. Emmy, you can chip in as and when you want to and vice versa as we go through some of the questions in this episode. So first of all, what are the basic principles to nail in terms of nutrition? Um, I think for me, particularly going through kind of a, a training week, uh, number one would be to, to stay hydrated throughout the week. Um, that's kind of quite an underrated um, section I feel of nutrition um, I think then too looking at your carbohydrate intake and kind of how you adapt that throughout the week um, and then I guess kind of 
linking that into kind of protein, making sure you're hitting your protein targets. Um, and again, kind of pushing all of that together um, to, again, make sure you're having enough calories and having well-balanced meals before or after training just to kind of get the maximum out of your training week. Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned quite a few things there, you know, in terms of, you know, calories is the, I mean, what's normal, what's typical, but, you know, what what the calorie levels we're looking for, you know, a calorie place consuming on a typical, whatever that is, training day? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it would depend on, on the day. Um, so, for example, harder sessions, you might kind of bump this up a little bit. Um, yeah. But typically across the week, um, again, you could range anywhere looking at resting metabolic rate and things like that, like the minimum requirements, um, mm-hmm. kind of anywhere between kind of 1600 calories up to 2000 calories as such. Um, you then add on your kind of extra kind of training on top of that as well. Um, and yeah, you'd be looking maybe anywhere between two and 3000 calories um, as, a, as a typical kind of day. And then also you mentioned kind of through protein in there. I'm sure we'll go through that as we talk through this episode in, in respect of training days and, and other episodes coming up. But from a protein intake, does this fluctuate depending upon the age group phase and, and the maturation? You know, in terms of obviously the, the training day, you know, what, what sort of levels are we looking at from a protein perspective? And does that change between the age groups and phases? So, I think uh, certainly as if you look at kind of the expenditure levels, um, typically an, an under-14s academy team isn't going to be expending kind of the same amount as kind of the first team squad. So typically you would expect kind of increases all round. Um, mm. So in terms of maybe absolute values, yes, um, but maybe in relative terms, um, it probably wouldn't t- look too different. Okay. And then uh, in terms of, uh, again, we'll probably go into this in a lot more detail, but initially kind of to, to, to box off the basic principles, um, timing. In, in terms of that, you know, when we're talking training day, you know, when does the nutrition kind of clock start for preparing for that training day? Is it the day off? Is it when they wake up the day before? When, when does this process start in terms of training day preparation nutrition wise? Um, I mean, typically what I would try and do with players is kind of work a day in advance. Um, and generally that would start from kind of match day. So you'd have um, your match day minus one match day minus two match day plus one match etc etc so mm-hmm. you'd kind of you would work around that and and kind of look forward um so for example if a if a match day minus one um is a friday you would kind of start to to kind of carve up and load up on that day um and then you would base around uh during the week depending on the intensity of the sessions and things like that you would work from the day before um kind of fueling and recovering um from that Okay. And then to, to bring you into it, Emmy, really, in terms of, so you're not just a, a listener in the room, as it were. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of hydration, um, again, you know, we'll cover this off in a lot more detail over the next, um, over this, you know, the, 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 this episode and the, the episodes coming up. But in terms of hydration, it, you know, what, what should academy players be looking at in terms of meeting the training load from a hydration, a hydration point of view? Yeah. So, you know, similar to what, what Owen said, like in terms of, of, your nutrition your hydration is going to vary quite a lot from player to player um depending on how much you train how long your training sessions are how hot it is things like that it is going to be quite an individualized thing 
but we can certainly sort of recommend like you know ballpark figures to go for so what what I suggest is sort of per hour you're going to be looking at needing to consume about 500 milliliters of, of fluids so if you've got a you know a two-hour session coming up you, you need to be bringing along at least sort of a liter, a liter of fluids to to kind of make sure you're staying hydrated during the session and then obviously on top of that you know hydrating afterwards and hydrating before as well so it's a bit of a kind of a continual thing really it's, it's something that you kind of want to be doing all day every day whether you're at school before your training session or whether you're on the pitch you always want to sort of have that in the back of your mind and, and just make it a bit of bit of a habitual thing as well if you can and, and just make it a bit more sort of second nature yeah, I mean, two key words I just took out of that straight away is you, you do realise, I mean, not being a, a nutrition expert like yourselves, but it, it does become very confusing because it is such a continual thing, isn't it? You've got to think, right, what's a training day, right? When does that start, right? And now prepare, you know, oh, we mentioned there, match day minus one plus one, and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. It's a relatively, well, it's probably not a simple uh, <laughs> discipline, but it's one of the disciplines that can get very complicated. And, and I do think... Uh, from an academy play perspective, I think a lot of the times that's where you know a lot of the errors come from because there's just so much information out there, so much information to absorb. And like you said there, the other key word being habit, I think you can establish good habits. That's definitely a good thing. And that brings me on to the next question, really. To, and I'm going to fire it to you, Emmy, in terms of... So in terms of eating, should that be the same every training day? Um. I think yeah, yeah, that is that's a really great question to to ask because I think what happens is a, a lot of players, like you said, find nutrition really complicated and they kind of they figure out the basics and they go right, I've I've got training today, this is what I'm going to eat, and they kind of just rinse and repeat that every day. But as as Owen kind of touched on, you know, every single training session is going to be a little bit different, so the demands are going to be different, the intensities, the focuses are going to be different, so you are going to want to sort of you know, slightly maybe manipulate the kind of foods or the amounts of foods you have before certain sessions. Um, so again, you know, it's it's just going to be a case of looking at your training schedule for the week and maybe working with the coaches to see what sort of sessions they've got planned and and figuring out how you can can fuel around that. And if you go with like the general the general basics of sort of the the harder, the more intense, the longer the session is the more carbs you're going to need in the tank. And then obviously the opposite for the, the lighter and the easier sessions. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And, and just to bring you in on that point there, Owen, I mean, your, your work that you do with, with crew and other sporting organisations, well, is that similar from your perspective? Are you advocating that your lads, your athletes kind of keep to the same structure on a training day so they're creating that habit? Or how do you go about kind of establishing those habits with your athletes? Yeah, so um, it's quite a good example, actually, I use um, from, from this week. I was at Crew on Tuesday and it was, a, it was a really hot session and we've not had one of those for, for a while. <laughs> um, and it was something as simple as because it was such a, a hot day, obviously encourage him to drink a little bit more. We just knocked up some um, like slushy type electrolyte drinks. Um, right. And what that does then, obviously it's a little it's something actually we didn't normally implement in training but it, they then start asking questions and oh why are we having this on this particular day and it, it kind of opens up a lot of opportunity um so i think definitely mixing it up is is better um but again trying to keep some normality to it 
um, like our lunch times then are generally similar uh, throughout the whole week. So uh, it's a focus on kind of refueling from the session they've just done. Typically, the sessions are, are generally quite hard. So we go for a higher carbohydrate content um, and still try and kind of make their uh, get their protein in. So in terms of kind of the lunch times at, at crew, they're pretty similar. But then day to day, we will try and change it and try and implement little things like the, like the slush puppies and things like that to, to kind of keep it fresh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been looking on uh, Nutrition X's, um, you know, another company that you work for on their Instagram, and they've got some good recipes for in terms of those slushy smoothie type drinks. So, yeah, listeners, if you, if you, although we're saying that probably at the wrong times, I think according to the weather, it's supposed to be uh, rainy, and that's the last of our summer today. But yeah, if you are inclined and you want a cool drink, then yeah, if you follow Nutrition X on their Instagram, they've got some uh, really good recipes. And in terms of the drinks that I just talked about, so going back to you now, Emmy, in terms of talking about you know establishing those habits how yeah. can you establish and maintain a daily habit but also have variety in your intake because we hear a lot of the time not from a sport perspective more from a, a health perspective you know get variety in your diet you know get the colors get the rainbow on your plate type of thing but then mm -hmm. also you're advocating for your athletes to kind of have a a habit a go-to meal or a go-to series of uh, intakes during that day so that they know that they're going to box off what they need for their physical training load. So how do you kind of combine or juggle the two? I think for me, the, the key the key for this one is just to have a bit of a plan in place. So, you know, I don't necessarily mean having like a really strict regimented, this is what I'm going to eat here at this exact time kind of thing. But just having, you know, maybe taking a bit of time at the start of the week and looking at your training schedule and um, making a, a bit of a plan around that so that you know that you're going to hit all of the boxes and then you're going to have the freedom to and the time to be able to um, put a bit of variety in there as well. Um, and kind of just leading on from what you said about, you know, different social media pages and things like that but just have a little look at some of the nutrition pages out there and and use those for inspiration as well because it is really easy to get stuck in a, in a bit of a rut as well um but once you know once you've got that plan in place and once you've got the basics nailed down it's a bit easier to to start being um a bit more creative i guess with with what you're eating yeah, I, I know you won't do this, Emmy, so I'll do it on your behalf. I know you're not into selfish plugs, but you know, <laughs> yeah, so I'll take this opportunity. Do follow Emmy's uh, Instagram page, which you will find in the details of this episode uh, in the bio, because, yeah, I, I, I follow Emmy on, on Instagram, and some of the meal ideas that you've got, they visually look good, but they are, for someone who isn't a great cook, uh, are, are so simple. Um, so, yeah, any, any lads out there who are looking for a little bit of inspiration or direction, then uh, yeah, you can go to uh, Emmy's page. You'll find details on that on the uh, on the uh, podcast information. But yeah, so to continue to that, if I know you're saying about getting variety in there, and I mentioned about a go-to meal, and knowing some academy players as I do, they are creatures of habit. They do have yeah. a go-to meal. Uh, if it ain't broke, they don't fix it, and they're very reluctant to take on people's advice, new approaches, and you know they hate the word change. So if they were to have a go-to meal on a training day, Emmy, first of all, what would you advocate as a go-to meal for a training day? Um, you can't you can't go wrong with like the classic sort of pasta dishes, really. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty versatile one to be honest, and um, it's a pretty easy one to make. So most most of the the players out there know how to whip up a good pasta. So that would that would be my first sort of 
go-to easiest option. Right. Sounds good. What about you, Owen? Have you have you personally got a good go-to meal? Is it something you kind of advocate and um, try and coerce uh, your uh, your lads at crew to kind of have a go-to meal on a training day? Does it differ from pasta, or is it pasta across the board? Um, I think it's pretty similar. Um, I think one of the one of the favourites at lunchtime uh, is a is a chicken noodle stir fry. Um, wow. So you've got the noodles, obviously the the protein with the chicken, and then. You can try it. You can kind of sneakily put some vegetables in there for them to <laughs> kind of consume. Sorry to break up the riveting interview, but if you want to know more, and let's be honest, who doesn't, then get following both of our guests on their various social media platforms. For details of their accounts, you will find these on our podcast episode introduction information. You'll also find it on our own social media platforms too. So please do give them a follow, continue to develop your nutritional knowledge and feel free to connect with them if you have any questions relating to your individual consumption habits. Let's get back to the interview and carry on where we left off. Yeah, no, and that, yeah, I think we all know that. Yeah, sneaky is probably the correct, the correct word on that one. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, we're talking about lads not liking change, some of them certainly don't like vegetables on the plate, but yeah, that's yeah. a different a different story. So, coming back to you now, um, Owen, so in terms of pre, during, and post training, you know, what should an academy player be eating during those pre, during, and post training, and when on a training day? I think, um, Firstly, if we go with kind of the pre, we'd be looking at kind of at least 60 minutes before the session, um, just to kind of give your body enough time to, to kind of settle down. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends on on the schedule. Obviously, it can be quite tight sometimes. But again, it's it's forward thinking and going in advance. So if you know it's going to be a harder session, maybe you would um, kind of have a little bit of extra. So some porridge and a bagel and a smoothie or something like that. Um, and then maybe if it's a, a kind of a lower intensity day or a recovery day, um, maybe opt for some yogurt and some berries um it, so you can kind of see that how you would implement two different strategies um and yeah just trying to think ahead and plan what what do you want to have for that session um is it a high intensity or a low intensity session and then build from there um kind of during it, it's a difficult one because Again, I would normally go for kind of a, a water only or kind of maybe like an electrolyte only session. Um, there are kind of variations on that. If it's a particularly hot and hard day, you might have something like a Lucasade Sport or a gel just there as a kind of um, as, as a backup. But generally, um, we stick to kind of a, a water only and uh, electrolytes for hot days. And then post-training, again, normally try to go and refuel them pretty heavy with the carbs so um something like a chicken noodle stir fry and we try and get that in them kind of within 60 minutes of them finishing their training session to be fair to them they're they're usually quite good they usually do come straight in and just eat straight away um so i don't really have any problems there um yeah i mean it's not the end of the world if it's a little bit later but i definitely kind of wouldn't be pushing it an hour and a half, two hours late, um, kind of at the most post training. 
Yeah, and I was going to come on to the timing, really. So kind of going back to um, the pre-stuff, and I know you mentioned there the 60-minute window. For some lads, as we know, we probably aren't the best organised. Um, if it was to go past that 60 minutes, how, how would an academy player address that? Would it then become more fluid-based because of the ingestion gastric issues or... Are they? Would you eat the same type of food but smaller, reduce the portions? What What's the best approach for a pre meal if they're within that sixty minute window? They've not had something. They've just turned up to train. You like right? You've got to get this on board now because otherwise your training's not going to be what it should be. Yeah, I think it'll be dependent upon the player. Um, I mean, I don't know many people that would have that would enjoy having a fairly large meal and then go and train for kind of two hours or whatever. So. In that case, then, yeah, maybe a smoothie or something would then be better. Um, mm. I think particularly for academy players, because they are kind of doing so much extra outside of training with school works and extra activities and things like that, I would say something is definitely better than nothing, um, okay. even if it, even if that is kind of, yeah, kind of a smoothie or a juice drink or something like that. Yeah, and then and, and moving on to um, the during phase of it. So, yeah, not to... Uh, yeah, um, put any shameless plugs in here or advertisements because you know that's not what we're about. Impartiality and all that, but yeah, you can name drop if you want. I can't. So you know, is there any kind of go-to products in terms of that during? Um, you know, the fluid-based ones. Is it something that you, as nutritionist yourself and Emmy, you would make from scratch, or do you buy off-the-shelf stuff or through um, you know nutrition-based companies? What what's the kind of go-to products that you would recommend for academy players? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess generally different clubs will have their kind of different nutrition supplement companies that they would go to depending on different deals and whatnot. Um, generally, again, particularly for academy players, we try to keep it kind of as food first approach as much. We don't particularly like to give them a lot of supplements. Um, so again, maybe some electrolyte tablets and things like that. And then, from that early age, we would then reinforce kind of the importance of logging on to inform sport and going, this is batch tested and how do you find the batch and things like that. So I think definitely with some of the, the safer options as such, um, you can kind of start to implement those good foundations and good relationships with supplements. Um, but yeah, for me, it would only be kind of electrolytes and, and maybe something like uh, uh, LucasAid Sport um to pet if it was kind of really desperate and then obviously you mentioned lucas said there is there much difference between the different products in terms of you know powerade lucas aid other branded sport drinks are they pretty much similar across the board yeah so i think if you if you look at um, most of them across the board so like with nutrition x they have the hydrofuel with sis they have um kind of their rego stuff it's it, if you look at the packaging it's all similar kind of stuff so i would just imagine they're all around 30 grams 36 grams ish of carbohydrates mm-hmm. um but then obviously you do have variations of that um so some so for example with a lucasaid sport you could have a lucasaid sport um and then the lucasaid light um it just had it has the electrolytes in it but it has no carbohydrates um and i'm kind of using lucasaid sport as an example because you see that in most kind of supermarkets you can go in you can pick them up off the shelf yeah um but yeah, there there are variations kind of between them, but generally across the board, if it's a if it's a high carbohydrate drink, there will be in a similar sort of ballpark figure. Okay, good. And I'm going to bring Emmy in on this point because I know through um, 
the last few days and weeks that you've been doing work around this area with with, with Halifax. So in terms of um, the post training parts of it, you know, in terms of what what are realistic options for for parents who are supporting maybe their younger uh, the younger age group and, and the younger phases, uh, the players there in terms of you know we all know the life as an academy player isn't. You know, all that, it's hard. They're leaving school, they're getting something on board and then doing training. They might be, you know, around to the training ground, doing gym work, doing prehab work, then doing analysis, then going out on the field. Then they're back in the car, then they're going to get something else, you know, on, on board before they go to bed, wake up, go to school, repeat. So in terms of from a parental perspective, is, is there anything that you've been recommended with, you know, some of the, the, the players at, at Halifax or some of the other work that you've been, you've been doing with other athletes? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, just, just try to keep things as, as simple as possible. Like, um, you know, your your recovery meal, yes, it has to pick the right boxes, but it doesn't necessarily have to be anything like fancy or gourmet or anything like that. You know, something really quick and easy is like beans on toast or scrambled eggs on toast or something like that. Um, if you want to have something that you can literally uh, give, the, give the players in the car on the way home, then something like a chocolate milk and a banana or a yogurt pot and some dried fruit and nut, that kind of thing. So, you know, slightly smaller, lighter options. But if you're kind of between picking picking the kids up from, from training and getting them straight home to bed and that kind of thing, then these are all sorts of the, the sorts of meals that kind of just take a little bit of the stress and the hassle out of it. Um, another one, I like, I'll, I'll come back to that, that idea of having a go-to one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite or my my sort of recommendation of the month at the minute is is just a smoothie so you can make it up sort of through the day and keep it in the fridge but something like you know milk yogurt banana berries and oats all blended together stick it in a cool bag and you know if the players have that in the car on the way home that's a great way of sneaking the the fruit and veg in like we talked about and it's also going to tick all the other boxes that that we've talked about it's literally sort of a five minute meal if that so you know, keep it keep it quick, keep it easy, and keep it simple. Yeah, and again, I'll do the shameless plug for Emmy. So if you go onto her Instagram page, <laughs> she has got um, yeah a very good homemade banana and berry smoothie, which looks very appealing. So yeah, I might have to give that one a go. I'm not an athlete, but yeah, it just looks that good. Yeah. I would would try that anyway. So yeah, that's good. And then it's kind the, of uh, sorry, it's, it's, it's the perks perks of the jobs being able to to try and test out all these recipes and experiment on myself. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Family, friends, partners are, are lavishing yeah. the, the, the 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 good life on. Yeah, try try some of this. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Very envious on that one. But yeah. So if we we move on to the next question in terms of, so what should what should you do if you don't have time for a full meal before or after training? Because that's often going to be the case, isn't it, with these young lads? So what what's what's an alternative option? What's a substitute, as it were? Yeah, so like, you know, some of the some of the options I've just mentioned there, you know, instead of, you know, you don't necessarily have to think of um, your fueling and your recovery meals coming in the form of like a traditional sort of meat and two veg idea. It can be a mixture of different small stat snacks, um, lighter options, you know, like the idea of a bit more of a pack lunch option so you can have it on the go, you know, the smoothies that we've talked about. Just making sure that you 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 do get the, f- the fuel in the tank um, wherever you can, really, and it's you know it's it's not the end of the world if one night a week that comes from a, a selection of more snacky bits rather than kind of a sit a sit down dinner. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's an important thing because I think we all know from working with academy players, you know, there's nothing that's an ideal scenario. The best plans in the world can quickly go out the window when, you know, even if the planning is there, you know, all it takes is for one variable to come in, it can kind of all go to pot. And yeah, I think it's very important that lads have, you know, um, alternatives and, and variations so it's not like go to meal like, well, yeah, I haven't got a chance to cut that pasta, so I'm just going to go without because obviously that's worst-case worst, worst case scenario. And kind of not wanting to finish on a negative. Um, are there any absolute no's in this area? So you've mentioned about, you know, some good food choices. Is there anything that players absolutely need to be avoiding as you know, the often trip to the supermarket or well-known fast food restaurants on the way in or the way home from training, is there anything that they should be staying well away from? I think I think for me it's really important that we don't sort of demonise any specific foods or tell players to cut out any specific foods altogether. I think part of, you know, good nutrition and a healthy balanced diet is is still having, you know, the foods that we enjoy now and again. Um, however, caveat to that is I would say if if you're looking for something before your training session, then that's where I'd say your sort of your takeaways, your fast food options are probably a big no-no. You know, anything that's sort of really high in, in fat isn't going to sort of sit well on the stomach for a training session. It's not going to provide the fuel that you need. Um, so, you know, before, before a session try and try and look out for the for the other options, try and make sort of the better choices. And there is always you know better better alternatives even at the the fast food the fast food joints um but then again you know af after your training session if it if it's a decision between not eating that night or maybe having having a you know a burger on the way home then just because the players do have such high energy demands i'd rather they they got the energy in somehow not yeah. saying that should become the habit or that should become the norm, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to put that as a disclaimer. We don't want people listening to this and going, Well, Emmy said I could have a burger from a fast food <laughs> restaurant. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, def definitely not. You know, but if, if it comes to, you know, like you said, the choice between not eating anything at all, if that is literally your only option, then, you know, so be it. But it's very unlikely that that would be your only option. You know, make sure you you know take some time don't panic if you're not sure what you're going to have take some time look at the menu and try and pick out the best options that are up there you know things that are a bit lower in fat higher in carbs higher in protein and you're on to you're on to more of a winner then right sounds good and then to, to bring you in towards the end now Owen is it anything where absolute no's from you or is it pretty much the same message Emmy's saying about not having those negative connotations around certain food products and items or is it are you the opposite of you, like, oof, definitely stay away from that. Um, no, again, I think, yeah, resonates pretty well with what Emmy said. Um, I mean, who doesn't have a takeaway every now and again? I mean, it's it's normal um, and you certainly wouldn't want to demonise it. I think the only thing I would add to it is um, I think it would be quite easy then at this point to to go down into into Tesco's or somewhere like that and you, you see these kind of supplements on the shelf. Um, yeah. It, it, it would be quite easy then to kind of take those off the shelf um, having kind of not been tested and things like that. So I think that's the only thing I'd be adding on to the end of that. Um, no, no dodgy protein shakes off the shelf in the, in the supermarket. Yeah. I think that's an important message actually to, to do. So obviously, um, you know, you're talking to 
under 18s and the academy scholars they they know around the you know to kind of check whatever they're consuming in terms of you know the uh, supplementation and things of that nature and you mentioned it before so you know remind us what's the website to go to so they can check the, the batch testing and what, what they're putting in to their mouths is you know is is good not in a nutritional point of view but probably more importantly legal or not legal yes yeah, so it's informed sport um, there is actually a an app now. If you go onto kind of oh, your app okay. store, um, there is an app, and there's actually got um, a barcode scanner on there, so you can actually scan the barcode of a supplement, and it will kind of yeah, it will come up with a batch certificate. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something I'd be kind of be encouraging, um, not necessarily for to be supplementing with, but kind of that education around it. I mean, everybody's on their phone nowadays, so it's quite a quick, quite a quick and easy thing to kind of get some education into them. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that about the app, so I've learned something from the last 30 minutes. So thanks for that, Owen. That's really good. And uh, like you said, I think it makes it more appealing to the players, doesn't it, about having that kind of, yeah, that knowledge and that tool in their hands so they don't have to wait to go back, log on a computer and check whether that protein Tesco or other supermarkets. Um, yeah, is is uh, is what it is, uh, or what it says on the tin, rather. So, yeah. Um, so like I said, through, through this episode, um, yeah, you can follow both... Um, Owens work with Nutrition X. We'll put details of the Instagram account on the bio of the episode and similar for, for Emmy's uh, Instagram page where you can get some good visual uh, representation of some meal options, ideas and alternatives. But yeah, so to finish off, as I always do, uh, if I had to pin you down to one take-home message to give academy players in respect of a training day from a nutritional point of view, what would it be? So to you first, Owen. Um, I think it'd be planning planning ahead, um, knowing kind of what your next next day is looking like um, and then fueling appropriate, appropriately for that. Um, if you know it's a harder day the next day, kind of don't be afraid maybe to have a little bit extra. And if it's a complete race day and you're not doing anything, maybe just cut back a little bit. Okay. And then, Emmy, from your point of view, is there a, a key take-home message you want to convey to our listeners? Um, I, I was actually going to say a plan ahead as well. Um, so, oh. <laughs> so I think what, what I'll say is, you know, getting get the footballer mindset, think about, you know, what the pros eat. That's what all academy footballers are aspiring to be. So getting that footballer mindset. And the sooner you get in that footballer mindset in terms of nutrition, you know, the, the, the better that's going to be for your performance, for your health, for your well-being. And the easier it's going to start getting as well. So when it comes to that late night finishing, you've maybe not got um, a meal prepared and you're stood outside McDonald's, you know, think like, oh, would, would the pros do this? Or would they maybe pop to the shop and get a meal deal instead and make, make a different choice? Yeah, no, that's sound advice. That's very sound advice. And thank you for both of you for your input, your knowledge and expertise. That's exactly the reasons why we've asked you to come on the podcast. So I'm sure... Uh, our listeners will be taking home many uh, uh, pieces of information that we didn't know before this episode. So, on behalf of myself and listeners, thank you a lot for your time. No, no problem. Absolute pleasure. Look forward to the next one. Good. Wasn't it great to have Emmy and Owen back? They do what all excellent practitioners do, simplify the complicated, and they certainly have done that this week. Looking forward to next week, we'll be welcoming back our guest, this time discussing match day 
habits and what to pick up in the supermarket on the way to your game and likewise on your way home to maximize performance and the recovery respectively we can't wait and i'm sure you can't either when we bring you more interviews from the locker listening i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and i look forward to you joining us next week when we bring you another interview from the locker be sure to follow this podcast to access the latest episodes and make sure you share these interviews with your friends family teammates and anyone you feel will benefit from the episodes look out for behind the scenes footage on our instagram page for more information on our facebook page and be sure to give us a follow on twitter too Don't forget to access our website for up-to-date resources as well as contact details for all our guests who appear on the podcast from week to week. All these details can be found in the About section on the podcast platform you have accessed this episode from. We look forward to you joining us next week in listening to more interviews from The Locker.